Hey everybody, it's Travis here from Everything and Nothing, and I am back with the third Halloween Freestyle. Now, last episode, last show, I talked more about the traditions around Halloween, because I was trying to figure out which, you know, traditions people still followed, or what people personally did around this time of year and stuff. And this time, I want to talk a little bit more about that. But this time, like, include more about what Samhain is. Because I, you know, I used to hear about that a lot. Uh, but I never really knew what it was. And so, I looked up it, you know, looked it up. And found some interesting things about it that I didn't know before. You know how you just go through life knowing Halloween is Halloween. But you never really try to figure out what originated it and where it came from and how it started. And, you know, Samhain originated... Uh, as a Celtic festival, which occurs on Halloween, well, on this date, October 31st, it occurs on, and people used to light bonfires, and they would wear costumes to, like, ward off ghosts, and it was designated in the 8th century as, um, well, November 1st was designated as, you know, All Saints Day, and then... That also incorporated some traditions of Samhain. And then the evening before All Saints Day was All Hallows Eve, which is now Halloween. Where we know now as dressing up and trick-or-treating and jack-o'-lantern carving and festival gathering and all that stuff. Um, Samhain also was... uh, It's a Gaelic word if that makes sense. But um, the Celts, who probably, I guess, lived in what I could gather was like northern France or the UK, and this was 2,000 years ago, and it was supposed to mark the end of summer and the beginning of the winter. And so, and it was also the day that the spirits come back to hunt. Well, I don't want to say haunt, but the spirits come back to, I guess, walk the earth. And... I guess they also associated that day with death as well. So, there you go. Um, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead have to be... Well, I won't say have to, but they become blurred. It's believed that they become blurred on the 31st. And so, that's why they celebrate on Simon to ward off those spirits. I mean, Sawin, not Simon. Um... And then the Celts, they also thought, you know, the presence of, I guess, otherworldly spirits made it easier for, you know, Celtic priests to make predictions about the future. And, you know, back then they were like, I don't know, that was very important to them, especially when they had a long winter to endure and go through. And so then the Celtic priests and the Druids, they like, did the bonfire thing, and then there was, you know, burning crops and wearing costumes, and then once the celebration was over, they would, uh, I guess, relit the fires, and then, which they had extinguished later, I mean, earlier in that evening, and then from, they would extinguish, okay, let me say this right. When they were done celebrating Samhain, they 
relit the, their fires, which they had extinguished before, right, from the sacred bonfire to help protect them during the coming winter. I'm going to make sure I say that right. So, yeah. And that's what and how Simon was celebrated. And what we practice today now is Halloween as bobbing apples was actually um, something the Romans, I think, started. Uh, it was done to honor the Pomona, the Roman goddess Pomona. She's the Roman goddess of fruit and trees. And the symbol of the goddess is the apple. And that was incorporated into Samhain as well, which is what we have now is a tradition of bobbing for apples, which I have not done that much. We haven't done that much. But it's also, I read somewhere that the apple also, like when you bob for it or carve it or something, it's supposed to like, give you the initial of your true love or something like that. That's what I heard and read too. And then I also saw it on Charmed. So, but after Charmed, I looked it up and it's something like that. That's similar to what they did in there. So, hey, leave it to Charmed. I learned my stuff from Charmed. Uh, <laughs> well, most of it. So yeah. And then, All Saints Day. Well, All Saints Day was, uh, I guess, mm, it was established in the Western Church. I guess it expanded to include, you know, all kind of saints and then became something the Christians had once the influence of Christianity started after the 8th century I guess it was sort of blended in with other Celtic you know celebrations and traditions and then the church also made the second All Souls Day to also honor the dead so I think that what they're saying is what I read was that they were trying to I guess the church was trying to replace the Celtic festival of the Samhain uh, with a related church-sanctioned holiday. And uh, so, yeah, that's why we got All Souls Day and All Hallows Eve because they basically celebrate the same thing, but the church celebrates one and then the Celts celebrated the other mm -hmm. because it's celebrated similarly, you know, All Souls Day and Samhain because it's also, you know, celebrated with bonfires and parades and stuff. Uh so yeah and then they all also tried to well also tried to call that Hallows Eve too or All Hallows yeah and it said that uh, the tradition of the traditional night of Samhain in the Celtic religion began to be called All Hallows Eve and eventually Halloween so yeah they were like basically trying to replace All Hallows Eve or what was called uh, the Samhain Festival with All Saints and All Souls Day. Well, not All Souls Day. I mean, All Saints Day, but All Souls Day. 
So that's very interesting. And then Halloween came to America. And uh, it was limited in the England, New England, colonial New England, because of the Protestants' belief systems. And then Halloween was much more common in southern colonies in Maryland. Yeah, so I'm going to leave that there. That's just a little bit of what that was about. If he understood what I was trying to say. But yeah. Isn't that interesting? So, let's get back to this candy. Candy corn, specifically. Candy corn is such a popular candy on Halloween, yet it is so loathed and hated at the same time. Loathe. 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 Oh, can't say that right. Loathe and hate it at the same time. Yeah. But yet it's so popular still. And I wonder why that is. You know why? Because to some people, it's good. And to some people, it's tasty. Even though, uh, to me personally, it isn't. But the thing is, it's so popular still that no matter what you do, you're going to get it every trick-or-treat you do. Every year I went trick-or-treating, I got candy corn. It was the most thing I, well, not the most thing, but it was the one of the most candies I got the most of, shall I say, every Halloween besides a Tootsie Roll. I got so many Tootsie Rolls going trick-or-treating. I got so many Tootsie Rolls. I got so many candy corns. And you know what? I got a lot of Tootsie Pops, too. And you know what? I don't even know where they got them anymore because I, I, I don't even, like, it's like blow pops. They, like, disappeared. Blow pops are not even like uh, they're like rare. You can you only buy them in bulk now. You used to go to the store, and you probably can in some stores go to the store and get a blow pop separately. But mostly now they just sell them all together in the bag. The same thing with tootsie pops. I don't know where to get a tootsie pop from unless I'm going to get it in the whole bag and then get you know more than one of them. But candy corn was so popular. It is so popular. And I wonder why. It's not... And you know what? Mm, I don't like it, but I've ate it before. And it's really not that nasty. It's like... It's a weird taste. You have It's an acquired taste. How about that? It's an acquired taste. You have to really want it and like it and be used to it. It's kind of like okra. Okra, people don't like okra because it's slimy and gooey, but that's also the same reason why some people like it. It's the same thing with candy corn. Candy corn has like a sweet, but yet almost kind of buttery, savory taste to it. It's almost like a sweet and salty kind of taste or a sweet and buttery kind of taste, I think. If I can recall, it's like a mild flavor. 
candy and not too sweet but with a hint of salt if that makes sense from what I can remember and it's an acquired taste as well so yeah I guess that's why it's so popular and because people have that taste for it and like it even though this is also the same reason why people hate it and just to be clear candy corn doesn't have butter in it or salt <laughs> it's just basically basically sugar right but it tastes like it does it tastes like it's not as sweet as it is it's weird like it's just like corn syrup sugar um some kind of wax they put in there and then they bind it and color it you know but it's like it tastes like it has more than just sugar in it it's always tasted more than like that to me i don't know but yeah it's not sugar i mean it's just sugar it's not butter in it or salt but i i bet you they maybe they put a little bit in there and they just don't tell us i'm sure they do because it doesn't always taste so sweet it's always like there's some kind of mix of sweet and salt or something see that's why i don't eat it because i don't know what's in it but then i eat a lot of things that i don't know what's in it oh whatever okay i'm gonna go that's the end of this freestyle thank you for listening and tuning in and hear me out like always, I appreciate you all so much, and I will talk to you soon. Later.